Hello and welcome back to One Last Thought, bedtime stories for grown-ups. And tonight's reading comes from David Mitchell's Dishonesty is the Second Best Policy and Other Rules to Live By. Published in 2019, it's hilarious, well worth a purchase. Apparently, some people are capable of lucid dreaming. In a dream, they can control what's going on, direct the actions of themselves and others in ways that please, excite, arouse or interest them. That would be my worst nightmare. Worse than my worst nightmare to date, which, though terrifying, would at least not of my own conscious, while unconscious, invention. I'd rather be tormented by ghouls, have to take my A-levels again while wearing Speedos, appear on stage in an incredibly lifelike Donald Trump mask which I can't remove even with a razor, fall off a cliff edge into impenetrable darkness or offend my mother-in-law by weeing and weeing and weeing in her face. These are just a few from last night. Then be in control of it all. I hate being in control. It means that when things are horrible, it's my fault. And things are going to be horrible. That's a given. Another reason for the prospect of steering dreams makes me glum is that deciding what happens in things that aren't really happening is part of my job. So the thought of having to continue to do it even while asleep is exhausting. I'd rather unconsciously process planning applications, issue parking tickets or work out VAT. But perhaps a planning officer, traffic warden or accountant would be refreshed by getting to showrun their own inert imaginings of living in a gold palace, eating their way out of a maze made of cake, having sex with a film star or whatever else constitutes a lucid dreamer's dream dream. Don't get me wrong. Deciding what happens in things that aren't really happening is nice work if you can get it. Indoors and the money can be decent. I just couldn't do it in my sleep. I've been involved in making many TV programmes, depicting events that almost certainly didn't occur. The hope is that people will find watching what happens sufficiently entertaining that they won't mind that it didn't, just as I suppose the tedium of watching football highlights must be mitigated for some by the fact that it did. Of course, with something like that, you can never be completely sure it's going to work, which leads to a lot of fretting and analysing and dozens of discussions of how things should be. Should the scene end like this or like that? Should we say it this way or that way? Should we use this hat or that hat? Even after the scripts have been redrafted for the tenth time, it's all still an agony of small decisions, like people always complain when they're planning their weddings, though in that instance, the only people they really have to please are themselves. But there are nice moments when you can let yourself off that decision hook and film things in a way that allows you to decide in the edit. It's a wonderful phrase. We don't have to work out what's the best now, all tired and stressed. We can defer the decision to the edit. The promised land of future wisdom where the right course of action will become clear. With that in mind, I found the news that Netflix is planning a new kind of TV show in which viewers get to decide key plots, decisions for themselves. Incredibly relaxing. It's been described as the TV equivalent of choose your own adventure and fighting fantasy books that were big in the 80s. In this utopian vision, programme makers would just get to defer difficult decisions to the edit but to their viewers' very living rooms. You bloody decide, we'll be able to say. We'll shoot it both ways and you pick. And if you hate it, it's your fault. 
this would be a return to people making their own entertainment. But instead of singing Jiken John Peel to the wheezing of an accordion, they get to assemble their own classic comedy and drama from a bewildering array of scenes with glittering high production values laid out for them by the world's wealthiest online broadcaster. Just don't lose the remote. This plan is brilliant in two ways. First, it's the new sort of thing people always say they want, like new Coke. If you survey people or herd them into focus groups and ask them if they feel like more control over a thing, they'll invariably say yes. It feels lame to say anything else, particularly if you're the sort of person who ends up doing surveys and taking part in focus groups. By doing that, you're already signalling a desire to affect things, to make your view count. The chances of such a person saying, no thanks, I'd rather the people who made the programmes decide the story are never going to hit the 50% required to generate negative feedback about this crackpot scheme, so it's guaranteed a positive buzz. And second, by announcing the announce And second, by announcing this, Netflix must know it will further put the wind up other more conventional broadcasters. There will be a worried meeting at the BBC about the technical limitations of the red button. Channel 4 will start examining logos for their version and having meetings with execs from Tinder in the hope they'll pay for it, and ITV will buy the rights to the warlock of Firetop Mountain. It's brilliant propaganda. Like a country at war starting rumours of a new superweapon. Suddenly their enemies' resources start being wasted on trying to compete with a phantasm. The only downside is that no one will want it. It's like 3D, which every generation of filmmakers makes another fruitless attempt at getting cinema goers excited about. I'd be amazed if lower tech versions of Netflix Notion haven't been pitched every 8 to 15 years since the dawn of television. And in the current technological context, the idea falls perfectly equidistantly between the two stalls of fiction and video games. It has the strengths of neither and the weaknesses of both. The fact that people enjoy both hot baths and roller coasters doesn't make the two experiences ripe for merger. People like stories. Not as much as they like food or shelter, but a lot. And a good story is held together by one question. What happens next? It's a question for the audience to ask and the storyteller to answer. It's something an entertained audience wants to find out, not decide. There's no suspense if the denouement is of your own devising. Thanks for listening. Good night. (laughs) 